Are you ready to stop riding the emotional elevator of life? Are you ready to learn how to elevate your emotions that keep you psychologically traumatized or in an addictive behavior? You are in the right place. Here is your host, Sandy Bird, trauma, addiction, life, and spiritual coach of The Emotional Elevator Show. Welcome, 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 welcome to Emotional Elevator. I am your host, Sandy Bird. So tonight, I'm tying in two of my last shows, Love Languages and Apology Language. And I should have worn this shirt. This is one of my favorite shirts. Um, Because it's got hearts on it Um, when it was my love language, but I completely forgot about it. So I'm wearing it tonight. But it's the whole tie-in to those wonderful relationships we have in life because of the apology languages and the love languages. So that's what I'm going to get into tonight is all about these languages and how they tie together. And I'm going to give you some examples Because think about it. I have so many clients, and when I start teaching love languages, they're all like, oh, but you're missing half the point. You're missing half the boat. You got to know that apology language, too, because how how much of us can't let go of something, can't let go of a trauma, can't let go or forgive somebody? Could it be because you didn't get the apology language that you were looking for? Do you even know what your apology language is? So I'm going to kind of re-go over all the apology languages and the love languages in a little snippet, but you got to watch both those or listen to both those because they really do chime into love languages and how important it is and apology languages because when people always say, and if you follow me on Facebook at Senior Steenster Bird, I put a post out there because everyone always comments how my husband and I have such a great relationship. Like we have the best relationship. But it's because we know each other's language. We know how to say I'm sorry and how they receive it and how I receive it and how sometimes I give it, but how I need to receive it. So he hears the apology. But then it also gets followed up by that love language. And that's one of those things where one of those times in our life where think about it. You've been in a in a um, and I'll go with your significant other. Other. Let's start with that. Where you've kind of been in this um, disagreement. I'm not going to say necessarily a fight because that arises people, but a disagreement that sounds so much lighter. A disagreement with someone, your spouse particularly, and. You go through it, and then all of a sudden, they embrace your love language. So if it's physical touch, they give you that hug, and they just say, I'm sorry. But your apology language is something like taking responsibility. So they said, I'm sorry, but they didn't say, I'm sorry, you were right, I was wrong. So then the next day, you're still going... Did they apologize? Like, why am I not letting this go? Because you didn't get that apology. It's the same thing as you hear all this in the movies. Wow, after a fight, you got to have makeup sex. But you got to have the apology, too. And you're not going to have makeup sex unless you have the fight and possibly the apology. 
But a lot of us the next day still go, why do I, why am I still thinking about this? Because you didn't get that apology. You might've gotten your love language or you might've gotten your apology, but you didn't get the other one. So they do have to kind of coexist in the scenarios I'm going to give you. So that's what we're going to dive into tonight. And it is so appropriate to put them together because I love when people are always like, oh, yeah, I know my love language. Would well, you know your apology language? There's a such thing. Yes. And you really need both to kind of mesh together. And I'll give a scenario about that. But first, I'm going to go over them. And I am going to look down again because when I talk about both, I kind of sometimes would do a love language for apology and apology language for love language. And I'm kind of blotchy tonight. Um so apology is recognizing. It's basically just saying, I'm sorry, and you're fine with that. Like, I know people, all they want to hear is I'm sorry, and they're good, they're golden, they'll move on. And then another one is taking responsibility, saying, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that, I was wrong, you're right. But it's basically admitting you were wrong and why you are sorry. That is taking responsibility. Then it's making restitution, which is basically... If like you broke something, so let's say you're somewhere and someone broke something or, you know, hitch a car. You want them to say, well, I'll take care of it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I wasn't paying attention. Here's my insurance or whatever. But if it's someone you love, it's basically saying, I'm sorry. I'll go get you a new one or I'll replace it. And then genuinely repenting is basically saying, I'm sorry. I will never do that again. I'm sorry I lied to you. I wasn't thinking or whatever. And I hate using that lying situation, but sometimes that is part of it. But then requesting forgiveness. I'm sorry. Do you forgive me? Will you forgive me? Asking that question, do you, will you forgive me, is a big part of this as well. But then the love languages, of course, are quality time, physical touch, well, so quality time is not going on that vacation for a week and not and everyone being on their phones or not spending time together. Quality time can be spending an hour undivided attention, going out to dinner, putting the cell phones in the car, or if you have to bring it in, but don't be on it. That's quality time. That is a big thing. It's not one of my main love languages, but I do not like to be out with a lot of people. And the first thing they're do is they're on the phone. You obviously don't want to have time with me and my time is valuable as well. So that's called time giving gifts. Oh, I said acts of service. So that's doing something for me. So if I say, hey, let's go out to lunch Friday and you're like, OK, well, let's go here, here and here. And they even pay. That's doing an act of service. They're basically planning it for me so I don't have to think about it. I just got to show up. That's an act of service. Giving gifts, of course, we all know what giving gifts are. I got a gift recently, flowers, roses. Um, and then words of affirmation are just those key component words that you like to hear, like, thank you, you did such a great job. Oh, honey, that casserole you baked was the best casserole. That's a joke. Um, and then, of course, physical touch. And physical touch is a misconstrued love language because a lot of people think physical touch is sexual. It does not necessarily mean sexual because when we talk about physical touch, it involves our friends, our loved ones, 
our coworkers, our bosses. So that's what the love languages and the apology languages are. And why do they need to coexist? Is So let's say you have a disagreement with someone and your apology language is take responsibility. And I'm going to use mine, take responsibility. And they say, I'm sorry, you're just, I'm just empty. What are you sorry for? I might even say, so what are you sorry for? Well, because I shouldn't have said what I said. Okay. So you're sorry because you said what you said. Yeah, I shouldn't have said what I'm said and I'm sorry. And then they go away. They walk off. So I'm feeling the apology. But here's the point. Some of us don't necessarily, whenever you're, and I talk about this a lot with a forgiveness ceremony. I do forgiveness ceremonies all the time. And it's, and I tell my clients too, you have to do an act of forgiveness. So whether it's burning a piece of paper or when it's a trauma that you can't let go, but when it is a person that's clearly in front of you and you're engaging in a conversation, you need to have that love language to back it up. So they, you genuinely, genuinely feel that if it is someone that is close to you, and I do mean bosses, and I do mean coworkers, because we do spend a third of our life with our coworkers. You genuinely need part of your love language to feel that that apology was genuine, and that apology can be just let go. And that's the coincidence with that. A lot of us think one or the other. No, they need to, and I'm putting my hands together for anyone who's listening, they need to coexist. So everyone out there who was all like all about, oh, I know my love language. I'm all about my love language. Why don't you know your apology language? Because maybe that's what you're having a hard time with. It's not your love language because now you're going around the world going, well, my love language is physical touch. So I need you to high five me. I need you to hug me. I need the pat on the back. I need the handshake. You got that down pat. But when they come to apologize to you, they might be touching you on your back, but they're not apologizing to you the way you need to be apologized to. So think about that. Do you know your apology language? And I did dive into that last week. And so that's why this show tonight was so important is to tie them together. And I'm going to give you scenarios. And that is a big thing I do work with my clients on is especially when they're out there trying to love themselves. OK, you need to love yourself first. You need to be able to embrace yourself and give yourself a hug. You need to be able to say in your apology language, I am so sorry, Sandy, that that happened to you when you're a child and that. And I, sometimes I talk as if it's my mom talking to me. I'm so sorry that I was not there for you when you were raped, that I excused that behavior, that I allowed you to feel shame. So I am taking that apology and I'm giving it to myself because sometimes when it is a trauma that is not going to be resolved, we need to resolve it for ourselves. So we need to know what our apology language is because you can say as coaches and I've gone to many retreats and I do retreats myself. If you can't apologize to yourself for a trauma that happens because you're not going to get that reciprocation from that person because they might be deceased or whatever, if you can't say it and feel it 
with your apology language, you're almost like you're not going to be able to let it go right then and there. So it's making sure you know your apology language. So when you're going through that, you can definitely let it go. So that's kind of a little bit about apology language. And that's why it's so important. And that's why I went over it because of that. Because when we don't know that language and we think if we, I know my love language, everything's perfect. So think about this. Have you ever been in a great relationship with someone, a friend, a job? Okay, we'll go with this, a job, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, even maybe a spouse where I just never felt they were sorry. Oh, yeah, we had the best sex ever and physical touch is your love language. The point is, you might have kept saying, yeah, but why are you sorry? It might have been because they did not realize your apology language was responsibility. And think how great it would have been if that was someone you truly, truly loved or a job you really liked, but you didn't feel you were getting your languages from it. Just think how powerful it would be to walk in and say, you know what? Whenever you just say you're sorry, I have a problem with that. My my apology language is, and I've done research on this, is I need you to take responsibility. I understand you're sorry. And sometimes big corporations, they put out these big bulletins, I'm sorry. But sometimes when they give you the reasons why, like a layoff, when they give you the reasons why, some people walk away and go, okay, I'm good. Because if it's take responsibility, that company did that. They said they were sorry, and they said, this is why we're giving layoffs. And then, you know, the boss might have walked by from that company and patted them on the back. So now they've gotten fulfilled, and they you're walking around, and you're like, why are they so happy? Why are they, you, you know, they just they got laid off or something. Because they, they got genuinely an apology, and they got a love language in return. Or they got home and their spouse, honey, it'll be okay, and then gave them that hug. And maybe their spouse said, I'm sorry that happened to you. Do you want to talk about it? Sometimes we don't say those as spouse. But just think how many company, how many jobs you might have saved, how many marriages, how many friendships, how many family BS could be resolved by expressing and knowing your apology language, but then also tying it into your love language. So, oh my gosh, it's all ready for our first break. And I've probably just rambled on and you've been joining me tonight and you got to stay tuned because I will give you scenarios to the emotional elevator. And I, of course, am Sandy Berg, the host. And thank you for joining me tonight on Inspire Choices Network. And if you are on Inspire Choices Network, please log into the chat. Because I know some of you out there, you're listening, but come to Inspired Choices Network and log into the chat. Let me know you're here. It's easy. So we're going to our first break. Are you living a life of psychological trauma or suffering from an addiction? Are you ready to learn new techniques to elevate your emotions? without sustaining or obtaining them from substances that are not good for your mind or body. Then continue to tune into Emotional Elevator 
with trauma, addiction, life, and spiritual coach, Sandy Bird, where you will learn techniques to elevate your emotions that don't require a magic pill, food, or impulsive behavior. Listen to Emotional Elevator with Sandy Bird, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Mountain, 4 p.m. Pacific, on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Emotional Elevator with Sandy Bird. To participate in this program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to sandy at emotionalelevator.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. As I was going over the apology languages and the love language and how they kind of got to coexist for us. And how there's so many relations out there that if they only knew their love language and their apology language, the success rate is so much greater. A lot of people think, well, if I know my love language, then yes, the success rate is higher. But you need to know your apology language, too, because that also is a language that you have to take in to feel secure, to feel noticed, to feel joy, to feel love. So think about that. But if you knew both those and you knew your spouse's or your job did something like this. This is something I wish corporate America or jobs would know is how to how their employee wants to be apologized. What is my employee's love language? Because, yeah, physical touch is a pat on the back, people. It's not a sexual encounter. It's a pat on the back or a high five. Because I know in a lot of workplaces, there is a lot of sexual innuendos. But I can tell you. A lot of my jobs, now that I've really, 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 really dove into what my apology language is and my love languages, if they would have really engaged in those languages for me, I would still be there because every, I can say no, I wouldn't because I love my coaching, but every job that I was ever in, I loved it. I loved being around people. I loved working with people. The problem was, is if it was all good management that was higher than me because I've been in management for almost all my life, more of my life than not. So that's what I'm saying. Like if they would have known or if it would have been out there 30 years ago, I might still be with one of my companies because I thoroughly enjoyed my job. But the problem was I never felt appreciated. I never felt heard and I never felt valued. Think about that because they weren't giving me my language. They were talking to me in their language, but it wasn't my reciprocating language. So a scenario I'm going to give you is 
a recent scenario, not necessarily with me. All my scenarios are not necessarily with me, but I, you know, for disclosure reasons, I will never bring up people's names. But they had told me about a um, little disagreement. I don't like the word argument because to me that already has a negative connotation. A disagreement they had with their significant other. And they were explaining a story from their job to their significant other. And they and they were like, yeah, and this transpired and this transpired. And their significant other said, well, maybe it's because of this. What? And they ended up getting really upset with their significant other and their significant other was still at work. So they said, I got to go. So when their significant other came home from work, their significant other said, what's going on with you? I don't know why you said what you said. Like that really, I can't get it on my head what you said. And they said, I'm sorry. And then they're like, but you shouldn't have said what you said. What part of my, of I'm sorry, do you not understand? That right there is defliction, number one. And then number two, well, because that fight didn't resolve, now you want to start a fight with me. And this is what my client is telling me. And I'm like, okay, that also is defliction. So they do not know your apology language. And her apology language, of course, is the same as mine. Love what my client says, same languages as I do. Was, is, was, is, they're not past tense, is take responsibility. So by then, that whole conversation is getting fueled because they're not saying, I'm sorry. I should have never said what I said. What can I do to make it up to you? Or I'm sorry, I should never said what I said. I don't know what I was thinking. I just shouldn't have said what I said. So all along, all she's getting, and it was a she, is getting deflected. You know, now you just want to argue with somebody because you couldn't continue arguing with them because it was someone at work. No, I just don't understand why you said what you said, so I can't get that out of my head. Here's the point. Then it got to the point. And she said that they said, or said, I'm sorry. What can I do to make it up to you? I don't want to just, just tell me you didn't mean to say it. So they said, okay, I didn't mean to say it. Then their significant other walked away. The next day they're on the call with me. They're like, can you please talk to me? I can't get this. I can't get around this. And I'm like, so what happened? So I'm listening to the whole story. And if you're listening like I said, I'll never divulge who you are. Um, so then I said, well, what happened after that last line? Nothing. They just left me alone. And then I went and I festered and they, you know, and they're like just <sighs> sleeping because we ate dinner and then they went to bed. And I was like, so nothing ever happened. And then the next day they got out for work and there's never get other embraced them. And I was like, okay. She goes, well, when I reached out to you, I was still festering, but I feel like I feel better today. And I'm like, well, what do you, why do you think that is? And she goes, I don't know. But after I got the hug, I started feeling better. And they said, you know, I'm really sorry. They gave them a hug and they said, I'm really sorry. I shouldn't have said what, I'm, what I said, that I was out of line. I didn't know I wasn't there. So I shouldn't have said what I said. And she's, and my client said, I don't know 
why, but after I got the hug, I felt better because it's like the makeup sex in a fight. You heard your apology, wasn't all you wanted to hear, a little bit of heated, but then you didn't get the love to make you feel sealed. It's like sealing the deal. It's exactly what that is. Now I know what I meant to say. And if you're listening, they sealed the deal. It's that seal sealing the deal. You got your apology language and then you got your love language. And yes, her love language is similar to mine, but it's still not me. I swear. I'm um, sorry. I just hit my mic. Um, but that's it. Because minds are actually words of affirmation and love language. And that's it. Because she got her love language to feel that feeling of love from that person and the apology. So that's why I say you need to know your apology language and your love language. So when there is those moments of disagreements, excuse me, I always run and eat before my show. So I feel like I come on here and I have burpees. Um, maybe one show I should do burpees. Anyway, getting back to the point. It's like sealing the deal. It's like I got my apology. Now I need my love to make me feel whole. But as I do tell people is you've got to be able to fill your cup up yourself, too. You've got to be able to do that for yourself. But when you are in a relationship and there is a disagreement, like I said, I'm avoiding the word argument, but there's a disagreement. You kind of when the apology comes, you need that love language. So it's like it's like a job. And a lot of people can relate to this when they've been in jobs and like, I really love the job. I don't know what it was. I just didn't like management. And I've been there because one of my love language is physical touch. But physical touch is like, what is it like? 42% in words of affirmation are 41.5% or it's 40, 42%. Yeah. 41.5 or something like that. in the other ones, but it's lower than that. It's like 39 and 38.5. And then they all, I all, I have a percent in actually every single language. So for me at work, and this is one of the reasons why I have, I've su been successful in my work ethic in my job but I haven't felt successful or I haven't felt worthy because I'm not getting fed properly. I'm not, I'm not getting the languages. So, and this has been a big thing in some of my jobs where you've been in management so long, you just know what you're doing. I shouldn't have to praise you. Yeah, but that's one of my love languages. You're not because of you don't want to come in contact with them, especially men. They don't even want to give you high fives. But even women bosses don't want to give you a high five or pat you on the back. But I do know one of my, not just one, I have probably four male bosses that somehow knew my love language. So would always pat me on the back. I never felt like they were sexually, you know, there was any sexual connotations with it. But every single time they would say when I come to them with a problem, they say, I'm sorry that happened to you. How can I fix that? And then they pat me on the back. Always felt good. But then I'd have another manager that when I would say, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done that. And they're like, oh, my gosh, I sh I'm sorry. I should have told you, like, that rule changed. We do things this way now. So I'm sorry. 
I got the apology, but then it was like, I kind of got cut off. Like I didn't receive a love language, you know, no pat on the back or no on the shoulder or no, you know what? We'll let it go because you do such a great job and it's our fault. We didn't tell you that we changed this policy. Policy is the word I should use. So here I am. I'm receiving someone of an apology, but I'm not getting the love language to back it up. So now I'm still feeling incomplete. So that's what tying, knowing your apology language and your love language, because think about it. How many relationships have you gone through in your life with friends, family, careers, where they didn't speak your language? where they didn't speak your language. Because that's what this is about. It's about learning your language. And how do you want people to speak to you and respond to you and love you and make you feel worthy? Yes, we can do all that ourselves. We can. I'm telling you. We can raise your vibrations. We can raise your emotions. We can make you feel so good about yourself to the point you're you're walking on cloud nine, but then when you have a disagreement with somebody and they don't give you your apology in your language, it's going to bring you down some because you're expecting that. But not everybody knows that there is a such thing as an apology language and that when you would do apologize, you need to also reciprocate with a love language. And I was been talking to people about that when I always like, oh, yeah, I know my love language. Would well, you know your apology language? Well, no, I haven't taken that quiz because I'm just you need to take them almost simultaneously together because they coexist together. Think about it. They didn't come up with a, a fight and make up sex. Hello, apology, love language, apology, love language. And there's a lot of fights. That end up having makeup sex, and then you see the woman or man just going, Oh, it's over. I can't stop thinking about what we are arguing about. Because it's not about the cat being off the toothpaste. It's not about the cat being off the toothpaste, people. It's about not taking the responsibility to say, Oh, I'm sorry, I left the cap off the toothpaste. Or I had to look down, genuinely repenting or making restitution. Because me, if the tooth, if the cap is off the toothpaste, sorry, my husband and I have the same love language with that, where we both have our own toothpaste, but it's that there he's not taking responsibility. He's not saying, oh, I'm sorry, I left the, the cap off the toothpaste, or is genuinely not repenting, or he's not, you know, changing his behavior. So when you hear in therapy, it's not about the cap being off the toothpaste, it's that you're not getting your apology language reciprocated. So it's not about the cap off the toothpaste. And I love talking about the cap off the toothpaste because I remember one class I was in back as a social worker, that was the thing. Whenever you're in the therapy session, it's not about the cap off the toothpaste. You got to get deeper than that. It's not about the role being over or under. It's about what they're not receiving as their language. Oh my gosh. Sorry, time for our second break. And then we're going to kind of, I'm going to go more into de in detail about, you know, correlating them. 
So again, thank you for joining me tonight on Inspired Choices Network. And like I said, if you're watching me on any other platform, come on Inspired Choices Network and get in the chat room because I'd love to hear some feedback with conversations like this, like, wow, I didn't know that, Sandy. Or send me an email at sandy at emotionalelevator.com or you can even reach me at my own personal coaching email, which is Sandy Bird, B-Y-R-D, coach, C-O-A-C-H at gmail.com or go on my website because I will be next month teaching a love language and apology class and how you can correlate them together. But we're going to go to a break. And I am Sandy Bird, the host of Emotional Elevator. Are you living a life of psychological trauma or suffering from an addiction? Are you ready to learn new techniques to elevate your emotions without sustaining or obtaining them from substances that are not good for your mind or body? Then continue to tune into Emotional Elevator with trauma, addiction, life, and spiritual coach, Sandy Bird, where you will learn techniques to elevate your emotions that don't require a magic pill, food, or impulsive behavior. Listen to Emotional Elevator with Sandy Bird, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Mountain, 4 p.m. Pacific, on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows, along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is Emotional Elevator with Sandy Bird. To participate in this program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to sandy at emotionalelevator.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. So, as I've been saying in the first half an hour of the show, is... Tying in your apology language and your love language. And if you know both your languages, how they coexist and how many relationships could we save? How many marriages could we save? How many family feuds would not exist? And how many jobs would we not walk away if we could just wear these little name tags that said, my apology language is take responsibility and my love language is physical touch and words of affirmation. Because that is a big part of our language, just like English is my language. That is a big part of who I am. Just like my hair is blonde, my eyes are blue, my rosacea tonight is acting up, as I can see. I wonder what I kind of got into. Um, I'm diving into why that is. But, like, that is part of who I am, rosacea. It's part of who I am. So are my apology love language. So is my apology and love language. That is a part of who I am as Sandy Bird on Emotional Elevator, as Sandy Bird, the coach, as Sandy Bird, the laughter yoga leader, as Sandy Bird, me. And 
So as I was saying when we first started the show with so many people actually always say my husband has my husband and I have such a great relationship. And as I talked about on the love language was that when we met and I probably could have had him on tonight co with me, but he would take over the show. Um, but how when we met, he was big on love languages. And then I was like, well, what's the apology language? Because as soon as I'm one of those researchers, I am a research fanatic. You give me a topic. If you want to email me a topic that you want me to talk about, please do. It might not come out for a month because I do a great job on researching. But as soon as we got into love language, I was like, okay, well, what's your apology language? She was like, what? And I was like, okay, so you want to sit here and talk about love languages, but you don't want to talk about apology languages. And that's why we do have a great relationship, a great marriage, great communication skill skills, great communication skills, live TV. And that's what it's all about is having those great communication skills. Because what do we always say about relationships? The key to a good relationship is communication. What is communication? What is communication? It's how I receive love. How I want to receive an apology. How I want to respond to your love. And how I want to respond to apologizing to you. So just think right now. If you knew about those and you could go out in the world and tell everybody those are your languages, think how much happier you could be when you start receiving, reciprocating your apology language and your love language. Think how different your life would be. So that's why this topic for me and teaching a class starting again next month for four weeks, we'll dive into love languages and apology languages and how to actually do an apology when you've suffered trauma and you know you're not going to get that apology from that person because either a they're deceased or they're incarcerated or they're never going to admit to it and how to receive the love so you can let it go because that is the main problem with trauma is we don't know how to we might know like oh yeah I got to do an action but then you got to follow it with a love. So whenever I do a forgiveness of something that uh, comes up to me, like something might have come up, you know, when it comes to my childhood or when I was raped or when I was abused by somebody who's not around anymore. You know, I'll write, I forgive you for making me feel blah, 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 blah. I am sorry Sandy, that this happened to you because blah, 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 whatever I say. But then what do I do? I let that go. And then I start saying, I am such a strong person because I'm able to let that go. I am such a strong person. I am such a brave person. I am worthy because blah, 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 blah. Like I then affirm myself. And a lot of times some people you know, if you take laughter yoga with me in Richmond, Virginia, or if you want me to come out and do laughter yoga with you, I'll be happy to fly over anywhere to do laughter yoga with somebody. A lot of my laughter yoga now, I'm always like, give yourself a hug as part of either the guided meditation or during laughter yoga where we laugh and we're hugging ourselves. 
Because if your love language is a physical touch and you never receive it and you can't even give it to yourself, you're, you're not filling that language up. So that's what tonight's show was really about is tying them in. And, you know, like we'll go through a couple of them. Like recognition is just someone saying, I'm sorry. Like it's weird how sometimes that's someone's apology language where if you just say you're sorry and then they're fine and your and your love language is um repentance. So you need that action. You need that someone saying, Okay, I'm sorry, I broke that. I'll go get you a new one. But theirs is just, I'm sorry. And they're like, okay, that's fine. And then you, you know, they're like, it's okay. And they come pet you on the back. So you're like, oh, and you give them a hug and they're fine. And you're like, wow, that's easy. But think about this. And this is a story that I thought about before in my life where having children and going to someone's house and they accidentally break something. And right away, I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, let me, let me get you a new one. And they're like, no, don't worry about it. And you're like, oh, please, please, please let me get you a new one. Don't worry about it. And then you just leave and they're like, and then you hear as women, this might ring a bell to you. Then you hear a week, a week later from one of your friends, who's also a friend with this person. And they say, Hey, yeah, I heard that little little Betty Sue broke such and such, you know, fine china. Oh, you heard about that? Oh, yeah, she was talking all about it. She was bad-mouthing you. It wasn't that you didn't give her her love language because you, I mean, you didn't give her apology language. problem is you didn't follow it up with love language because so she was able to kind of let it go. But at the same time, she didn't get fulfilled in the moment. That's why they co coexist. Because if you would have said, oh, let me buy you a new one. And they said, no, don't worry about it. And then the next day you took them like something similar. And that is their love language. They probably would never talk about you. And then if someone came around, oh, escape that. Because little Betty Sue broke my other plate. So she went out, got me another one. Wasn't that Right of her, I told her, don't even worry about it. Have you ever heard a story like that? Why? Because A, they got their apology language, and I'm showing almost like a seesaw, and they got their love language. So it balanced out. But when you don't reciprocate the love on top of the apology, it doesn't, it's, it's like you didn't even give one. So that's why I think these two really, really, really tie in together because they do. I mean, think about um, if your apology language is requesting forgiveness, and I feel like I'm going to sneeze, so I apologize, is requesting forgiveness. And I say, oh I'm, oh, I'm so sorry. And I give you a hug because I know your love language is physical touch. So I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have said that. And I give you a hug and you're like, oh, well, they gave me a hug. But they didn't even ask if, if I forgive them. Right there, you gave them one action, but you still, so you're teetered a little lopsided. So I'm holding up like I'm on a seesaw and one side's up and one side's down. It's giving both to make it balance out. 
So if nurse is asking for, oh, I'm so sorry I did that, give him a hug. Will you forgive me? You've now balanced it out for him because you gave him their apology language and the love language. So that's what um, quality time. So you break something and you say, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do that. I don't know what's going on. Um, let me go ahead and buy you another one. No, it's okay. Don't worry about it. So you've offered to make that restitution, but then you say, you know what? I'm not going to go to that appointment. I'm just going to sit here with you. And because it looks like, you know, something's bothering you. Is it about what I broke? And they're like, no, my husband and I had a fight last night. Okay, well, tell me all about it. I'm going to sit here and listen. Now you've also balanced it out because their love language was quality time and their apology language was repentance. So you balanced it out. So see how they coexist and how sometimes when we don't receive an apology and we don't follow it up with a love language, how it kind of like sometimes think about, think about something in your past where someone apologized to you, but they didn't apologize to you, right? Or they did apologize to you, right? But they didn't follow it up with love. Or think about a time when, like I said, the story with um, little Betty Sue or Peggy Sue. Yeah, none of my kids have those names. But think about like that. You did not reciprocate with the love language, but you did with the apology. And they still didn't feel like you fulfilled them. But you feel like you did. So that's what all this is about is. And it doesn't mean you always got to be in a fight to give someone the love language. Knowing someone's love language, you know how to love someone properly, but you need to know the apology language so that you can apologize appropriately. It's all about apologizing appropriately. It's not just about loving someone because you can love someone and know their love language and be all about their love language. Like if mine was giving me gifts and I got roses last week and that's my love language. It's not. Um, that's my love language, and all of a sudden, every time we got in a fight, I got roses, and then I divorced my husband. Well, why did you divorce him? Because he was never genuine. He just never, he never made me feel like he cared. Well, what do you mean? He always gave you roses, Sandy, like every week. I mean, we'd have these, these disagreements, fights. At that point, you're saying the word fight. We would have fights, and he'd just bring me roses. Like, he never really was sorry for the fight. Have you ever heard that? Have you ever heard that? We've all, I think, heard that. Or you broke up with that boyfriend. He just didn't get me. He never got me. I've heard that in a marriage, too, and I've heard that. Or a child. My child just doesn't, doesn't talk to me the way I want them to talk to me. My child doesn't respect me. Usually your child doesn't respect you because they don't know what your love language and what your apology language is. And you don't know what their apology language is and what their love language is. Just think how much better it would be and easier if as a even as a family, you could sit down. It's kind of hard when they're young, but you'll start to learn it. 
But as you get older, if you could sit down when there's a family feud, and I'm going to say it, a family feud, because family feuds do exist. I know they do sometimes. Being a coach does not mean my family's perfect. Let me just say that. I'm not perfect, nor am I the perfect mother out here. There are so many things I'm still learning about myself. But knowing my family's apology languages and love languages, we can get past family feuds easier because I know what I need to say or do when I was wrong to them. And I know how to reciprocate properly, how to, and then now they even know how to apologize to me because I can tell you one of my kids is um, recognition, just say, I'm sorry, but then wants to be followed up with a gift. So I know that I'm sorry. Let me, let's, let's go up and get ice cream. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I missed the, the last break. Um, so we are going to go to a break, but does all this make sense? Like, think about this. Does this make sense to you? Why sometimes when you argue with someone, oh, I use that word, when you have a disagreement with someone and they apologize and you're okay with the apology, but you still don't feel really good because they didn't give you that love language. So we are going to go to our last break for tonight, but next week, you're going to get to, next week is a good one. It's about 55 and I'm in love with myself. And why I'm in love with myself at 55 has a lot to do with everything I talk about on this show is getting through traumas and talking about apology languages and love languages and, my, and myself and loving myself and what I do for myself. So we are going to go on our last break. And then when we come back, we're just going to sum up the show and maybe do one scenario. So thank you for joining me tonight. I am Sandy Bird on Inspired Choices Network. I feel so honored. And this is Emotional Elevator. Are you living a life of psychological trauma or suffering from an addiction? Are you ready to learn new techniques to elevate your emotions without sustaining or obtaining them from substances that are not good for your mind or body? Then continue to tune into Emotional Elevator with trauma, addiction, life, and spiritual coach, Sandy Bird, where you will learn techniques to elevate your emotions that don't require a magic pill, food, or impulsive behavior. Listen to Emotional Elevator with Sandy Bird, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Mountain, 4 p.m. Pacific, on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is Emotional Elevator with Sandy Bird. To participate in this program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also send an email to Sandy at EmotionalElevator.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. We only have a couple of minutes. But if you have any questions about this topic of love languages and apology language, please reach out to me at sandy at emotionalelevator.com or at sandybird.com, which is my my website. I couldn't think of it. Or sandybirdcoach at gmail. Next week, starting 
next week I'll be teaching a self-class, but go on my website because you can learn more about it. And I will be frequently teaching this love and apology language class because I think it's important because this is how I elevated my emotions. I started elevating my emotions when I started learning what language we want spoken to me by my family, by my friends, by my spouse, by my work, by my clients, by the people I associate with. Because spreading that joy to people so that they know how to speak to me in the language of apology and the language of love is so uplifting in life. And when you sit back and learn this, think about all the relationships that if this would have just been part of the language, it could have flourished instead of died. Because that's why I'm on here on the emotional elevator, because I want to elevate you to learning who you are and what you want. And the language that you want spoken to you. Because when you learn all this, I want to share it with the world. Because it only brings joy to your life. And it will only bring more joy to your life when you know what is expected of others to speak to you in the language of love and the language of apology. So I am so happy you joined me tonight. And like I said, next week is about 55 and in love with myself, because at 55, I am truly in love with myself because I have the gift of just learning, learning how to let go trauma, learning how to let go emotional eating by learning my love language and my apology language and telling people what my apology language is, what my love language is. And I know your question is, well, how do I tell people? Do I just walk up to somebody and say, look, you don't want to apologize to me, right? I need you to apologize because I need you to take responsibility. No, you, there's a way to say it. So, again, thank you for joining me tonight. And this has been a great topic to talk on. And please, if, like I say, if you have any questions, reach out to me because I love talking about apology and love languages and how to speak and receive the language you want to hear. Thank you for listening to The Emotional Elevator Show. Sandy returns Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Mountain, 4 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Until then, start elevating your emotions and stop riding the emotional elevator that is stopping you from living the life you deserve.